0: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to Unpacking the Home Advantage. My podcast is to help you understand the mortgage loan side through my experience and knowledge. My name is Paige Ashby. In this episode, we're going to learn how to understand and read the loan estimate and closing disclosure. Do you really know the difference and how it can affect your closing date? Well, let's get unpacking. Let's learn how to read the loan estimate and closing disclosure. It's called the LE and the CD. How many of you guys just go through your loan package quickly and just e sign away when you get disclosures? Almost everyone because there's so much information and you pretty much have to trust your loan officer. Well, that's in another episode How to Find the Right Partner to Work With, episode 14. But for now, let me give you the details behind the loan estimate. I'll go through line by line to explain to you the fees and what's on there. Everything ties to compliance. My number one question I get asked is why the numbers are so high. Well, due to rules and regulations, we have to overestimate all the fees for worst case scenario. We can always take the fees off, remove the fees, but once you disclose, we can't add it back in. So, unless it's like an additional fee, like an appraisal reinspection, I will go more into that later. So, when you see your initial loan estimate, the initial is the key word here. You see some of the fees that may not apply to your loan, but due to compliance, it's for different states. They have to disclose and over disclose everything. I always let my clients know that the fees are overestimated. Then once the lender verifies my fees, it will all adjust accordingly as we move along to the loan. So once they verify the title information and who we're using, that will adjust. Once they verify the taxes with the, the county, that will adjust and et cetera. So let's go through these fees. Full disclosure, my lending is in Colorado and my lender's fees is used in this episode. So like I said. Different states will have different fees. This is just to allow you to understand what is on the loan estimate and what it's all about. So the loan estimate has boxes or tabs. Fees on a refinance transaction is a lot less than a purchase transaction because on a purchase, you have the seller side. So you have the seller fees and the buyer's fees. Also, on a purchase, there are also some fees that the title has to prorate at the end of the process, right before closing. These prorated fees are like water usage, electric bill, proration, and HOA fees. So I always let my clients know that there are final fees that will be added from the title company right before closing. So let's go through this. We're going to go through the loan estimate on a refinance first, then on a purchase, which has additional fees. So, But they should be almost the same. Um, if you are looking at your loan estimate or loan disclosure, I'm going to go through the boxes with you so you can understand. So the first box is box A, origination charges. Now, this section will have the broker or the builder or the lender's origination fee. The origination fee is what they want to charge to do the loan to get uh, the rate you want. Now, during this market, there's an origination fee because the lender isn't giving us as the broker, any credits to pay for this cost. So almost everybody's charging origination fee right now due to the market and the rate. If you don't want an origination fee, it's called the lender fee, which the lender pays the broker. Now that will cause your rate to go up. So because of the market, we have to keep the rate down. It is worth paying the origination fee because that's also in write-off on your taxes. Also in box A, is included the discount point. Now don't get confused with discount point and origination fee. So origination fee is a cost, what to do business with the lender or the bank or the builder. The discount fee is what they're charging you to get that rate. So sometimes there's no charge. Most of the time I don't have a charge to get the rate I offer. Um, Builders will have a charge because they're buying down the rate so much to give you that you know, the rate in the fives and you'll see a huge, I always pointed out, you'll see humongous charge of like 10 to 20,000 to get that rate. So they're trying to be competitive, but they're passing along the cost to you. So anytime you see that cost, um, it is a charge to you for the rate discount fee. All right. So those two are in box A. Okay. So box B is service that you cannot shop for. So for example, the first one is appraisal fee. Appraisal fee cannot be um, chosen by the consumer anymore. They have, we have to order online through the lender. So you cannot pick that fee. That is, it depends on what lender and who's available. So the appraiser will have the range of appraisal fee between 675 and like 850. It just depends on where you're at and if it's a rural property and all that stuff. So appraisal fee, you cannot shop for. Credit report, you cannot shop for because the lender will sign up with different credit bureaus that they use. Um, There's doc prep fee, which is the lender's fee uh, that they charge. You cannot shop for that because obviously it's their fee. Tax service fee, you cannot uh, shop for that because that's just a designated fee that the lender has. Third party processing fee. So Anytime as a broker myself, I have a processing department, a, process, a third-party processor that process my loan. So they just have a flat fee that they charge. So that you cannot shop for because they work for me. Uh, there's water testing. There's so many other fees that you cannot shop for that the lender requires. So that's all in box B. You cannot choose who you want to work or do business with in box B. Box C is services that you can shop for. So mainly box C is title fees. Now, on a purchase, the seller always picks the title company to use. So we just follow their title company. On a refinance, the broker picks the title company or the borrower, which is the client, can also pick, but usually, you know, the client always trusts the, the broker or the lender to pick the title fee. Okay, so box D is just uh, total loan cost, very generic. Now, other cost, if you're going down the loan estimate, is box E, which is your taxes and government fees. So those are just recording fees, the title charges uh, for per page for to record the deed of trust or the note or anything like that. Now, the box F is prepaids. Now, prepaids and escrows people always get confused. Prepaids is box F. That means if your homeowner's insurance is due, then we have to collect 12 months. We always collect 12 months if it is due on the month that the loan funds, close to that. So sometimes if it's not due, then of course that will be blank. But prepaids is also including your property taxes. So obviously, property taxes is collected in February and June. So if you're close to February or June, we will collect half of that year and you'll see in that box. Now, paid interest is also in box F, prepaids. Interest means, prepaid interest means how, when you're going to close at the end of the month, so how much we're going to collect in days of interest. Okay, so here's where everybody gets confused. Box G is escrows. So even though prepaids, if your insurance or taxes are due, we collect there. But there's an escrow account. You always see it on your mortgage statement, escrow balance. That means we collect a little bit of a cushion just in case your insurance goes up or your taxes go up. We collect it from there um, They so instead of asking you for it. Now, there's been a huge increase in taxes. So, of course, you know, everybody's been... Um, short in their escrow so that's all been balanced out where you have a choice to pay it or you can put it in your mortgage payment so Bucks g is escrow payment so they will collect if your homeowner's insurance is due they'll estimate and collect certain months like if it's two three or four or five six months in there So it's a cushion to pay the insurance company when it's due, when your premium's due, so they're not asking you. So they're kind of taking care of paying out the third party, your insurance and your county taxes. So taxes obviously usually is prorated on a purchase, so they collect five months. Okay, so box H is just other fees if there's any miscellaneous. Um. And everything else, box I and J, is just total cost. So that's pretty clean on a refinance. Um, So on a refinance, box A, B, C, E, F, and G is what you can look at to understand your fees. Now, let's go through a purchase. Of course, a purchase is the same thing, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. The only difference is H. Um, On a purchase, H says other. That's where most of the time your HOA prorated dues uh, and transfer fees are in there. On a purchase, your real estate commission for the selling and and listing agent is on there. And owner's title. So owner's title is usually in that box because the owner also has to insure their property, the title um, insurance too. So on a purchase, you go to the next page, which is usually page three. It says borrower's um, transaction. So that will list all your sell price is box K, sell price, and then any closing costs and any payoffs that they have to pay. So if they were paying off a loan from the seller side, and if there's any debts to be paid off believe it or not you can pay off debts to qualify on a purchase so if you have if you're buying a house and you're selling yours but you have too much debt when you buy your house you can pay it off with the proceeds that you're selling so those will be listed in box K and then it goes down to any HOA dues in box K the prorated from the seller to the buyer and then box L is where you're earnest money comes in play it will be listed there your earnest money your loan amount and any seller concession will be listed there in box l now box l you go down to a little bit they also have adjustments for the county taxes it's all prorated so and then the bottom line will see cash to close so you know for a purchase that's when you that will show how much the buyer has to bring in and then on the right-hand column is the seller transactions, so that will be all their fees that they're they're paying either seller concession or they're paying off their mortgage, and how much they're getting at the end at the bottom line. So cash to close. So cash to close on the buyer side. Obviously, you're bringing in you know down payment or anything for your escrows. So anytime you do a purchase, you're putting money down. That money down is can go towards your closing cost or your escrows. Even if you have a seller concession, the seller concession is going towards only your closing cost and your escrows. It cannot go towards down payment. Now, if the seller concession is more than enough, then you can get some of that earnest money back. Um, But seller concession cannot go towards down payment. Everybody gets confused with that. Anytime time down payment, you have to bring that at least the minimum to closing. No one can pay your down payment unless it's like a gift. But um, the seller cannot contribute to your down payment with seller concession. Um, other than that, that's how the LE is. So this understanding the CD, I want to go through that with the timeline. So the CD is closing disclosure that is sent out towards the end of the process. Most lenders now will send it out before you get a clear to close because there is a three day wait period. So this is sent out so you can make it to your closing date. Okay, so just because you're getting a CD closing disclosure sent out doesn't mean you're ready to close. They're just trying to get ahead of the game and not miss the closing date. There is a three-day wait. So for example, if it goes out on Monday, the earliest you can close is the third day, which is Wednesday. This is very important to do. So when the CD goes out, it is crucial that you do have to open the email and e-sign and acknowledge it. If you don't do it, then there, you know, as soon as you do it, the three-day starts. So there's no exception around this rule. So you can't backdate it. You can't, you know, if you miss this and you You know, your loan officer doesn't tell you that it's out. I always tell my clients, hey, heads up, the CD went out, please disclose it and e-sign before the end of the day or the 30-day clock does not start. And we cannot, there's no exception. This is just a, a compliance rule. So by now, the numbers should look pretty close to where it needs to be. So the boxes and the numbers should be aligned to what the original disclosure that I usually show my clients um, before the disclosure starts. Because I always give them a draft of all the fees and everything so they understand and not freak out when they see the numbers being overestimated. Again, on a refinance, the fees are less than a purchase, but... um, the CD and the LE kind of looks alike, but it's just the CD, which is the closing disclosure, has a timeline of a three-day wait. So, but um, also a lot of times the lenders have their default fees, so such as underwriting admin, processing fee, taxer document fee, and all that, all that crap I call it. But um, as a broker, I only charge a processing fee. I do not have an underwriting fee. I waive it for my clients. I don't have um, an admin fee. So, try to make it simple as possible for my clients. And, you know, we're trying to save them money, so we don't want to charge them a buttload. Um, and if there's extra, I forgot to mention this, if there's extra seller concession, you definitely can use it sorry, so I forgot to mention this, but if there's extra seller concession, you can definitely use it to buy down your rate. So most of my clients will use that to buy down the rate. Um, It's free money, so might as well use it all. If you don't use all your seller concession credit, then it goes back to the seller, FYI. So use it all, buy down the rate if you need to. Um, pay your one year HOA if you have to. I've done that many times for my clients. I just pay for the whole year of the HOA and, or, you know, your escrows, uh, pay for all that stuff. So use up all the seller concession, it's to your benefit. So I hope you have a better understanding of the LE and CD. Um, Now, if you enjoyed this information, please make sure you follow. And if you know of anyone that may benefit from this, please, please share. I really appreciate it. More episodes to come. As an active mortgage broker and mentor, if you have any questions or need a pre qualification, please reach out to me at LinkedIn, um, Page Ashby Lending, or my other contacts are listed below. You can always reach me through email, unpackingthehomeadvantage at gmail.com. Thanks for being part of Unpacking the Home Advantage.